I think it's more that we've been brought up learning that duct tape is the solution to everything. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> duct it's tape is true. so duct tape is not the solution to your gender issues. <laughs> I feel like we need to like call up duct tape now and be like, like the, the duct can tape you company. sponsor? It's <laughs> <laughs> like wondering is we, we we just recently said that you're not the solution to anyone's gender issues, but you have this opportunity to be the solution to other people's gender issues. Would you like to sponsor some transitional services or like <laughs> like, like, like duct tape? <laughs> duct tape comes out with a binder and a gaff. <laughs> I would respect duct tape for that, dude. I'm imagining going and buying that in Home Depot now. <laughs> it's like, what did you, I uh, got some batteries, I uh, got, I uh, got some new light fixtures, and I got a gaff. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that up for you. We do this podcast with our Greetings. Greetings from the depths of our sea. You already know my name. I'm in a hurry, so let me get right down to this. Trigger warnings for this episode include ostracization, homophobia, transphobia, medication and surgery, and self-endangerment. Please be a responsible listener. Now, uh, I have to go, so I will not be joining you this time around. You are welcome to walk right in. Go ahead. The rest of the group doesn't bite. And, uh, have fun. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. This is episode 6, Candy Corn and How to Have a Conversation. Back to the Gayometric Octopus Podcast miniseries. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Cosmo and Klaus. Tracy. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I read for you. I'm sorry. Okay. Say, say your name. Say your name. <laughs> In memory of Kyle. Cosmo. And Kyle is not with us today, so please pray for him and his homework. Yeah. He's all of our support. Yeah. We need support. We're not doing our homework either. Well, to be fair, they didn't really hear much from him on any of the previous <laughs> ones, so... Well, he's a brave soul. We're cowards because we support I ourselves was, too much. Yeah, no, seriously, though. Like, I was planning on having this episode, like, trying to get him to talk a little bit more, but... Alas. Oh, well. Alas, he is not here, he's, so... He's doing the Lord's work. He's, he's finishing his grades. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Cosmo. Yes. Where did we leave off last time? 
rambling about Mad Max, Deadpool, and his pansexuality. Well, we did that, yeah. Cinema in general, mm. mainstream portrayal, mm. especially of transgender people. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my, God, my, partner's, my partner's brother's been throwing a fit for the last, like, he found out uh, yesterday about Deadpool being confirmed pansexual oh. and he's just losing his mind. He can't Wait, he can't upset. handle it. He's upset about it? He can't it? handle it. Yeah, because It makes me happy. What the hell? Well, same, but it's like... Uh, <laughs> Deadpool's been pansexual basically since he was introduced. Exactly. Why would like, anybody be upset about that? I mean, I, his Deadpool is available to everybody. Well, I mean, if no, you're, everyone, like, panphobic. Everyone can bang Deadpool. Dude, <laughs> Deadpool f- death. Yeah, that's... This is about as pan as it gets. I'd pay to see that scene. Although, to be fair, <laughs> death is female identified. Oh, okay. Within the Marvel Universe. That would be more interesting if death had not been gendered. But, we you know, whatever. A skeleton. <laughs> breasts. There's no reason <laughs> We need to get back on track. Let's quickly review all the things we've covered. We've covered... Um, we've lightly covered a lot of this. So we've covered mm. intersex, conversion therapy... We've talked about textbooks and their reference to cisgendered individuals. Yeah, We've talked about such things as the binary being a European construct, or at least a cultural construct. Yeah, for the most part, there are other cultures, obviously, that do have this concept of the gender binary. For the most part, it's just Europe. Yeah. We also mentioned cultural appropriation. We also we talked about imperialism, a lot about imperialism. Imperialism. We talked about yeah, the, Roman the Roman Empress. Empress that was transgender and invented the whoopee cushion and was killed before she was like 19. Yeah, she was still tiny. Jeez. Uh, we talked about the socialization and stigmatization. And also, sorry, the Roman Empress, the transgender Roman Empress, also spent most of her life looking around for a doctor who could provide her with surgery. And that's why we have most of the proof of why, like, okay, there's definitely a transgender empress. Because she was looking for a doctor that could, you know, give her surgery. Obviously, at that point in time, was not really an option. It's not very great now. It's It would have been difficult then, to say the very least. Yeah. Roman Ooh. medicine was better than it was in the medieval period, though, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if we're going to be talking about medical procedures, we should probably talk about how very little money is pumped into the development of new uh, procedures oh, for this. Yeah. Actually, that's a pretty great jumping off point for our discussion for mm. this section is number one, most medical procedures for and medicines for transgender people are actually developed for cisgender people. Absolutely. Like most anti-androgens are developed for cisgender males. I know ketoconazole is not necessarily the greatest anti-androgen because it's very, very, it's got some pretty bad side effects, but it's used as both a drug for treating prostate cancer and a drug for treating male pattern baldness, which most anti-androgens are actually used to treat male pattern baldness. <laughs> Makes life a little bit interesting. <laughs> yeah. Estrogen supplements generally created for cisgender women. Postmenopausal cisgender women, yeah. specifically. I took a course on human anatomy uh, well back, and I, I believe, uh, 
You were with Liz and Tracy. Yeah, you at least you were in that group. Cosmo, were you were you in that course? No. I was trying to remember who else was in that course. Oh well, I know I know Tracy was. Um, heard bad things about it, so Yeah. <laughs> it was it was not the greatest course that we ever took, but Biology I remember like one of the first the things one of the first things I did going through the textbook was just like just searching through the index for for topics and just talking about hormone replacement therapy, there's no mention of transgender people. There's only mention of postmenopausal wow. cisgender women. Which is and, which is ridiculous. Interesting. And then you've also you've also got to look at sorry, this is kind of jumping off. If you're looking at transgender men, most testosterone supplements are almost entirely developed for cisgender males. Absolutely. As essentially cosmetic things. And then if we're looking at surgeries, surgeries, uh, GRS surgeries are extremely, extremely dangerous and have a very high rate of complications. Even if you're just looking at uh, GRS surgeries for uh, transgender women, if you're looking at phalloplasty or other procedures like that for transgender men, oh. Not only is it incredibly inefficient, it's also very dangerous and uh, can result in permanent uh, damage to uh, sexual organs, reproductive organs. It sometimes involves removing skin and uh, muscle from other parts of the body, which is horrifying. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a mess. So glad I'm not a trans dude. Well, that's the thing is a lot of a lot of trans men don't get that kind of yeah, surgery exactly. because it's so dangerous and it costs exactly. so much and. I've spoken with people who have people who have gone through the full transitional process, like just for for surgeries. Normally, it doesn't start with going like, "Well, my end goal is going to be phalloplasty. My end goal is going to be like completely cis passing in every aspect of my life, every aspect of my body." I'm, and it doesn't start like that. It starts typically with like, "Well, okay, I I can if I I'm just going to get top surgery, or I'm just going to get uh, testosterone." Because those are, like, the things that people who who want to present as men typically think yeah. of first. It's just like, I want hormones, I want top surgery. Because those are the most obvious things, typically. It's just like, what's your what does your voice sound like? What does your chest look like? And that's, of course, an entirely different thing when we're talking about, like, binding. And again, that's one of the issues where, when we're talking about resources that are available for transgender people, binding is... It's only recently become something where, like, you can actually get chest binders for transgender people as opposed to cisgender males with gynecomastia, which is a condition in which cisgender men who have developed breasts through any any number of reasons why they could have. Typically, it's exposure to estrogen. There's been cases in which cisgender men have accidentally come into contact with their cisgender wives' uh, estrogen creams. That's what's, uh, that's what's turned into that kind of thing. And there's a specific company I'm thinking of, and it is... Is it Underworks? Um, yeah, I believe so. Underworks yeah. is the uh, binder company. Mm, I think it's, yeah. Most un- most popular, at least. It's the most common. It's definitely the most... Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the most mm. inexpensive, and I personally have two of theirs. And, uh, shout out, man. Shout out. I mean, hey, However, if you want a sponsor... <laughs> but I'm about to throw some shade at you, Underworks, because... Oy. Okay, um, that, that lasted all of 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm about to throw some shit Because, like, for, for one, I, I thank you for, like, having a thing and being one of the first people who make these things available. But, like, also, screw you. Because 
you don't understand you don't seem to understand or market towards your transgender client base for some reason and i don't really understand why even even if and there are some cases when I've seen your binders marketed towards transgender people who wish to bind, but it's very rarely and more Which often. Is... And also, you don't really know how to make them for transgender people. You don't. Your your binders are a last resort in most cases, or in some cases a first resort because other people don't have options. Now, transitioning to shout out to company GC2B. That is a binder company made by transgender people for transgender people who wish to bind. And their binders are awesome. I have one. They're really cool. They work really well. They're way more comfortable. And that's what you get when you actually cater to your client base. <laughs> they work. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things... Sorry. One of the things Wait, kind of... Doing? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh -oh. oh no. Well, sorry. <laughs> one of the things, um, if you're looking at binders, that's one of the places where uh, transgender men kind of have it easier in some senses in terms of finding binders. Because you can find binders online, but you cannot. It's it's very, very difficult to find a gaff online. And it's even more <coughs> difficult to find that at a store. And also, gaffs are almost entirely made, designed, and marketed toward cisgender males who are wanting to be drag queens. What is a gaff? A gaff is a device used to make it look like you do not have genitalia that is outside your body. And it is... From what I have read, because, you know, obviously I do not have one yet because it's extremely difficult to find. What, what I'm essentially trying to say is it's very, very difficult to find those. And those are extremely painful and can result in... Actually, those can result in death as well from loss of blood flow. So that's yep. nice. Um, help same thing, same thing with binders. Because binders can, if worn improperly... Break ribs. They can do that if they're worn properly, too. Yeah. There's no, there's no safe zone. There is no safe zone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. Not to mention, like, getting sick or having asthma while wearing a binder is oh. the worst thing that can possibly ever happen to you in an entire life. You feel like you're going to die. And, yeah, yeah it comes to an emergency. <laughs> you can die. <laughs> At least binders are better than what many trans men in the past have used as their for their first times trying to chest bind well um about that that's actually an important issue and that's not that's not something that's entirely limited to the past that um yeah improper binding true. is a constant problem that a lot especially a lot of young transgender people who are defab have defab being designated female at birth yes also, other terms that may be used include assigned female at birth, uh, abbreviated to AFAB. The same thing works for assign, uh, assigned male or designated male. Um, there's other terms involved coercively assigned, but that's um, a bit less used and often referred to, used in reference to intersex people. Anyway, <laughs> vocabulary lesson. Yes. When we're talking mm -hmm. about binding, especially in young people, young people with breasts who want to bind, let's say that, their typical exposure to what they need to do is typically actually like 
ace bandages, which is incredibly dangerous. And I know, I know personally people, including myself, who did. And I, I personally had no idea, and neither did anyone else I talked to, except, well, I do know uh, a couple of people who did know the risks, <coughs> but continued to bind with ace bandages anyway, because of the lack of resources. And lack of being able to come out into a safe space and be like, hey, adult figure who is responsible for my care and safety, I, this is a problem that I have, assist me please. You can't a lot of times say that. So when we're talking about ace bandages, the, the risks that actually come with biting with ace bandages, you're cracking ribs because ace bandages, what they do is they, they tighten when they're they tighten when they're being expanded because that's what ace bandages are meant to do for like swelling ankles or swelling wrists. When you have an ace bandage around your chest, your chest is constantly expanding and contracting because you're breathing. So every time the, that a person binds with an ace bandage, they're running the risk of an ace bandage constricting, damaging their back, damaging their their ribs, their lungs, their skin. It's incredibly dangerous. And I personally am very fortunate that I didn't have any uh, permanent problems. I know people who do have permanent problems from ace bandage binding. And I've met people before who, even cisgender female people who, like, they want to cross-play. They want to, they like, dress up as a male character and not have breasts. They bind with ace bandages anyway. They don't know the risks and they don't know the damage that they're doing. And they don't know binders exist. Because it's, it's such a limited field. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing goes for gaffs. The same thing goes for other situations, in which, like, constrictive material. I can tell it's you. Not safe. I can tell you to be quite honest. I did not know that there was anywhere that actually sold gaffs mm. for a very, very long time. Like I had always, whenever I read about them, I read about people making them, and I definitely did not have, and still do not have, the resources to make one or the uh, place to buy them. And the thing about that is, rather than ace bandages, most trans girls or people who want to make it look like they do not have a penis, they tend to use duct tape, which is oh my not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that sounds like a really bad because Halloween you're using. Project. You're using uh, duct tape yeah. on some of the most <laughs> sensitive skin in your body, walking around with said duct tape on, and you have to take it off every time you go to the bathroom. That's scary. Yeah. It, and that's all, that's, that, again, that's another thing that's used with trans men, people who bind as well, because duct tape's also something that's used. I was once coercively uh, told <laughs> to bind with duct tape for a convention, and it was possibly the worst experience of my life. Mm -hmm. it, it's not safe it's not a good idea and people don't know it and if you if you ever find yourself in a situation where you have duct taped parts of your body that should not be duct taped take them off this is just while general, taking like an <laughs> hour long warm shower to loosen the duct tape first because otherwise you will rip off skin just in general recommendation, no one ever also, puts duct tape on your genitals. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't ever do it. Duct tape, <laughs> duct tape also is used by some people, including trans women or other people who do not have access to wax uh, oh God, yeah. for trying to, like, wax legs. And it is not good material because it does not just bind to the hairs. 
Yeah. It binds to the skin, and when you try to rip it off, you also tend to rip off skin. So that's not that's not good. Call out post for duct tape. You keep making trans people do stuff. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think it's them making trans people do stuff. I think it's more You're allowing I it's, them. <laughs> I think it's more that we've been brought up learning that duct tape is the solution to everything. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> duct it's tape is true. so duct tape is not the solution to your gender issues. <laughs> I feel like we need to like call up duct tape now and be like, like the, the duct can tape you company. sponsor? It's <laughs> <laughs> like wondering is we, we, we just recently said that you're not the solution to anyone's gender issues, but you have this opportunity to be the solution to other people's gender issues. Would you like to sponsor some transitional services or like, <laughs> like, like, like duct tape? <laughs> duct tape comes out with a binder and a gaff. <laughs> I would respect duct tape for that, dude. I'm imagining going and buying that in Home Depot now. He's <laughs> like, what did you, uh, I got some batteries, I got, uh, got some new light fixtures, and I got a gaff. <laughs> Bring that up for you. <laughs> if you like those weird duct tape patterns too, like, like the, like the bacon pattern duct tape, except it's a binder. <laughs> <laughs> Like a hurricane To my heart To the fire on change.org for getting Target and other major stores or retailers to supply binders. Didn't say anything about gaffs, but they had mentioned binders. Mm. Binders do actually tend to get a lot yeah. more publicity than gaffs for some that reason. Would, yeah. But they're both equally important pieces yeah. of equipment. Oh, know? absolutely. And I think it would be really cool if they were to do that. Because, I mean, yes, it's technically like what... Uh, one percent of the population, or something. It's the same. It's roughly the same number of Americans who live in Chicago. Okay, so how, what percentage of the population was that again? Do I, you want me to remember the statistics? I don't the know. I think it's it's, it's roughly like one or two percent of the population by my memory, and you know they're already marketing stuff to that one to two percent of the population. I mean, they sell candy corn. <laughs> the one percent of the population. 
Candy corn. To be fair, I like candy corn. So Avery, Avery likes candy. Oh my god, the two asexuals like candy corn. How statistically likely is that? <laughs> the one percent of the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You heard it here first. Asexuals like candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Bill Oh, we don't need to be processing more stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, Candy we corns are greater than sex. <laughs> oh. It's true. 100% true. Candy oh. corns are mediocre at best. I will fight you. <laughs> I will fight both of you. I will fight people I love because I, I hate candy corn. I dislike candy corn. I like League candy of candy corn. corn haters. I try to give it a chance every time. Like, I'll give it one more chance. I'll take a bite. No, no, no. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a constant series of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh but they do taste good when they're ground up and put in cookies. Okay, that's yeah. it's just sugar. It's like dried fondant. <laughs> so, yeah. So that So that's one of the interesting things is for the most part. If you're looking at things pre-surgery or even surgery up to uh, top surgery, trans men tend to have a little bit of an easier time finding things. Well, it's almost marginal to be perfectly honest. Within the trans community, of course, there's a lot more publicity for binders and such. I yeah. Predict, I don't really know why. Because within the Yeah, within the trans community, <laughs> there's a lot... Which is interesting because within the trans community, there's also a lot less mention generally of transgender men it's, it's which is weird it's which is very very odd but and also if you look at it uh hormones mm. tend to have more of an effect on transgender men oh oh come on you get to grow breasts that is true however your voice drops and um, okay there's the trade off you get to grow breasts and and transgender people who take testosterone get their voices to drop now can the can the test if the testosterone could like remove breasts and estrogen could like raise your voice then it'd yeah. be completely even also, again <laughs> also testosterone gives facial hair as well so there's it, yes it does not take away the breasts but um, because top surgery is a lot less dangerous than basically any other surgery for trans people, I'd say that there's kind of a bit of a trade-off there. The reason that there's a lot that tra top surgery for trans men and and uh, pe just people who want top surgery in general is because top surgery has been largely developed for cisgender women. Oh yeah. Who have who are at risk for things such as breast cancer. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Obviously, not, this is getting this back is not to... A, this is not a trans privilege kind of thing. It's it's not on you. What? Well, I was just going to say that I think that we should ask the question at this point. What is top surgery? And maybe oh. we can go back and answer it. Then. Oh, sorry. Please, we did this again. <laughs> top surgery is a surgery that reduces... It's also known as breast reduction surgery. It reduces the size of the breast or mastectomy. Basically, you take off the breast. <laughs> you know what amazes me and kind of scares me a little is that mm. 
I realized that the reason why I didn't say anything is that I understand everything they've been saying. <laughs> so yeah, and I realized I forgot Tracy probably doesn't know some of this stuff. So. Yeah. Well, no, so I, I, I mean, there were some things that I didn't know, some things that I knew, but I mm. I think that you know for the listeners at home we get yeah like yeah. A lot so, of lingo, it's, so it's really yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, language kind mm. of almost explicitly used by the trans community. And I think it's it's definitely very good that we have you guys here. That we have the the two the two cis guys here. So if so if something flies over flies over your heads, um, we can use terminology that you know the average listener would understand. But it's kind of hard to have these discussions, honestly, because just because of that reason of vocabulary. Yeah. Because like, and I, I've I've I'm not the first person who's posited this, but when especially online when having discussions about transgender issues a lot of the time these discussions get derailed by vocabulary lessons and this is not one of those cases where that's a problem because this is this is not a high in community discussion about a very specific specific thing although we have kind of done that a few times mm. um it's not exclusively that kind of discussion but sometimes like okay let's let's choose a very specific issue um the differences between whether or not we want to say designated assigned or coercively assigned at birth that's a very specific in community issue. Mm. And it's also an intersex issue. So yeah. <laughs> if that discussion is happening, this is typically a discussion that's happening among highly educated, highly qualified people to be talking about it. Typically members of the trans community or the intersex community or both. So these people don't need to be using language that is accessible to everyone because they're not talking to everyone. They're talking to them. They're talking to each other because this is an issue for them. However, Sometimes these these conversations, a lot of the times these conversations, are invaded by people who don't know the language, and who don't know the background, who don't know the history, and who don't have anything invested. So, but as soon as someone in the discussion tries to say, like, instead of saying, like, okay, well, this is what that means, they'll I'm just say, like, look, we're not going to stop to explain this to you because, this, first of all, this isn't your issue. Second of all, why are you coming into this discussion without a background? Third of all, you're, you're derailing the conversation to have a discussion about language. And as soon as you as soon as you say, like, okay, we're not going to stop to explain this, it turns into like this, like, what do you mean you're not going to make this accessible to everyone? This is this is why you got you don't have support. This is why cis people don't support you. Oh, and it's like, no, please. cis people don't support the transgender community, not because they feel alienated. It's because they didn't want to in the first place. And it's, it's just now coming out. It's like, yeah. it's like putting your foot out and tripping someone and be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're supposed to not get in my way. God. Yeah. It's like, just don't put your freaking foot out in the first place, God. Yeah. And that, that's, that's one of the interesting things is if you're going to jump into a conversation like that, even if you're trans, you should try to look up on other forums, particularly what the definition of those things is. Like... Google is there. <laughs> it's right there for a reason. <laughs> like to be completely, to be completely honest, you can look it up. You this is we that. have the internet now. Queer people are not your search engines. That's, that's one I mean, I they might like. be somewhat more. They, they can more easily facilitate the conversation sometimes, but a lot of times it's like, like, like no one's obligated to to do a vocabulary lesson every time the, the, this kind of subject comes up. Yeah, and that's not oh, vocabulary lessons get on my nerves. Like, like, and whenever I try to explain anything that's just slightly different to what someone's used to, it's like, oh, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm like, 
I know you're an internet user. You like, like you got Anne your said, smartphone you have Google right, there. right there. Please don't ask me. <laughs> Just I prefer I I would think more highly of you if you on the side looked it up and then came back knowing. <laughs> to be honest. Uh yeah. It, it's the same kind of situation if, like, say, like, two people are discussing a movie or such, like, they're discussing the intricacies of whether or not James Cameron's avatar is deeply racist. It mm. is. These people are having a discussion about the very distinct intricacies of James Cameron's avatar. They're talking about specific issues. They're talking about specific lines, specific characters, specific character arcs. And someone busts in the door and says... I haven't seen this movie, but what are you talking about? It's like, it's like well, let's let's first discuss the graphics. Well, and then after first. we're off that easy topic, let's discuss the white hero and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, the white the there, white there's, savior. There's a lot of issues with James Cameron's Avatar. Throw oh. shade at you, James Cameron. Just letting you know. Well, let's um, go back to Titanic because it's easier to talk about Titanic. Throw some shade at Titanic too while we're at it. You know, yeah. <laughs> mix it up. It, but, Anyway, the, the, whole, the whole idea that someone can come into a conversation and demand to know the background without doing any of their own research, doing something as basic as Googling, or in the case of our movie metaphor, something as basic as finding a copy of the movie and watching it, the most basic thing you can do before entering a conversation. It's yeah, Generally, conversations... You're doing the bare minimum. <laughs> conversations require language, and if you go into a conversation in any field with no idea what the language is, and it's a conversation that's already going on, people do not need to stop their conversation to explain to you what they're talking about because they're talking with someone who knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And of course those resources exist to, to people. For, oh, absolutely. For like, I, I know, I know um, when I was first uh, finding out about you know transgender issues that was kind of the first thing that i looked up was okay what do these things mean i didn't go in and ask people what they meant i went and looked up what they meant and if there was something that came up in a conversation that i was completely confused about i would either look it up and if i couldn't find it i would ask somebody what it meant and if I was asking somebody what it meant, it was generally somebody who was either not actively participating in the conversation, <laughs> to, so I would not derail the conversation, like I would private message someone mm. asking them, or it would have been a conversation when they were talking to me, in which <laughs> I was able to say, hold up. I don't know that word. In the same way as in a real-life conversation, you can say, I'm sorry, I have no clue what that word means. Oh, However, wait. if you're jumping into a conversation and saying that every second word... <laughs> okay, restart, restart. Dang it. <sighs> Some stuff is falling. Oh, avalanche. My wandering elbow. <laughs> I have no clue when that happens, so this is going to be fun jumping back. If you're in a conversation with somebody and you don't know what a singular word means you're going to ask them what that word means. If you're in a conversation and you don't know what any of the words mean, you probably should go learn somewhere else before you get into that conversation. Put that on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear, though. We're talking about internet conversations. Oh, real life conversations to be fair. Are different. <laughs> well, I, I was talking about real-life conversations when I said that, well, but also, okay. same tends to go... same should go 
for internet conversations. It doesn't, but it should. <laughs> well, I, I think it even more for internet conversations because the internet is literally there, right there and you can look it up. But if you're having a real life conversation and the issue at hand is really immediate, mm. you don't have time to go and Google the terms. You, you kind of look like a jerk if you're going to be like, sorry, one second, what about your smartphone? <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, like but, that commercial for BuzzFeed. Mm. Yeah. But like if 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 you want to actually uh, talk about um, in, in the uh, the equivalent situation to busting into an internet forum and and, and derailing a conversation about about a very specific issue would be like walking into a, a college classroom in the middle of a course on uh, how astrophysics and being like, "What's gravity?" Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. You don't even know the bare minimum. Please leave the classroom and go take a like some kind of preliminary course before you can yeah. come back. Like I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think gravity exists. I I would I, like to posit that I Newton believe, was completely wrong. <laughs> I believe that my gods are the things that hold me in place, and then it's just like that's not even the point. <laughs> so you just busted into a conversation you have no context uh, about and no background in and no education in and demanded that someone else respect your opinion. <laughs> maybe we should talk about respect. Hmm. Basic human respect. Basic human respect. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Things that shouldn't have to be explained but are. <laughs> right, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but there are people out there, I know, I'm not sure, but our listeners may be transphobic. Well, if they are, they probably should have been phased out by now. But right? if you're yeah. still here, this is the, I'm addressing this y'all is in the, particular. Yeah, this is like the third or fourth part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, if, Maybe if, you're, if you're still listening and you're, and you're still saying, wow, I hate transgender people or, you know, anything on those lines. And yet you're still listening thinking that we, got, we are funny or, you know, Klaus and Anne are hilarious. Well, then you've got some issues going on. Or no, no, you just have problems. You have problems. This would be a good time for an episode like dragged on camera. Yeah, here's here's the <laughs> thing. Like, if they're, if they're transphobic, they would probably have been weeded out in the first episode. But because maybe they're not. Who knows? I, I Congratulations. Yeah. You are not transphobic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, probably not. If you've got- hey, so I will be filling in for Kyle in his absence. This is Cosmo, as you may know. Hmm. Ambo Dwar, Cosmo Kavanoff, Kyle Mitchell, Tracy Medcalf, and our featured guest, Klaus McKendry, spent way too much time sitting around joking about bad puns and whatnot. So what you have heard so far are the trimmed snippets. If you stay vigilant until the end of this series, we will treat you with a massive bloopers episode, and you are not going to want to miss that. Any questions, comments, or contributions that you may have for the show can be sent to geometricoctopus at gmail.com. Again, we would love to hear about your own experiences with gender and sexuality as well, if you are willing. I need to be on my way out of here, so thanks for listening, and we will be back real soon, continuing where we left off about basic respect and the rest of our constant conversations. Bloop bloop!